If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, the counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Well, hello, it's Anna Nash um, with Julie Sparkman today with Head to Heart Podcast. How are you doing today, Julie? Well, um, let me just do a quick heart check-in to be able to answer your question because that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm feeling a little scattered today, Anna. Scattered. Well, um, if you tuned in to our last podcast, that would have been episode 13. Um, We actually just played a recording of Julie. She had had a great opportunity with a wonderful church here in Birmingham, Dawson Baptist Church, to go and do a large Zoom meeting with anybody that wanted to jump in. And the topic was guarding your heart in turbulent times. Um, The tagline was living responsibly rather than reactively to the world around you. And let me just say the world around us today Mm -hmm. is not quite like um, the world we once knew a year ago, simply a year ago. Um, It was just interesting to me. And I'll just say, by the way, if you have not listened to that, um, you might want to jump back one episode and listen to that 30-minute teaching before um, you engage in the conversation with Julie and me today because we're going to speak, be speaking a lot to the context of that talk. So um, you might want to jump back and listen to that um, before you listen to this one. Um, it was interesting to me when Julie reached out to me to tell me about this wonderful opportunity she had at Dawson that they pretty much said, we're going to give you a platform. You've got 30 minutes. What do you want to talk about? And she prayerfully came up with um, this message. And so, Julie, I'm really interested to know if you had anything in the world to say in 30 minutes. um, How did you choose this? I chose this like I chose everything else. Um, What's going on in my own life? What am I struggling with? My teaching always comes out of my life. And I have, I, I have always known that what's going on around you deeply impacts you. I've always known that what, what I hear, what I see has a huge impact on my heart. But I don't think that I ever have known it as vividly as I know it right now in COVID. Because I noticed such a strong connection between each news report and my emotional stability. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I feel like at first um, we were COVID this, COVID that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the word has changed from COVID to 2020 because COVID is just one of many, many struggles Mm. that people are having. Um, The economic decline, um, the loss of jobs, all that's going on with the fabric of our country, with racism. There's just so much that's glaring at us in the face and in the news and our ears um, of the brokenness of our world yes. and come into grips with the reality of that. Mm-hmm. And so 2020 um, has just quickly become the new word for COVID. It's mm-hmm. no longer just COVID. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. Yeah. Um, so I just, that's what I love about you, Julie, is that you will always just go, okay, well, probably whatever I'm struggling with, um, that might be what my audience is struggling with or the people in my office. And that's what we love about Restore Ministries. It's just that 
we don't believe that God's going to be doing outside of us what he's not doing first in us. That's and we right. just want to be in it with all of you in our audience to say, we are right here with you. We're not anywhere past you. We're not anywhere above you. We haven't figured it out. We are struggling and fighting just like you are day to day in the midst of all of the craziness. So, um, so as I listened to the talk and was so encouraged by it, it, it's just such a great opportunity to have your own little personal counseling session almost relatable to anything that you're struggling with. Um, the first thing out of the gate that you mentioned was Proverbs 4.23. Mm-hmm. And um, this in the NIV, this scripture, which will be familiar to many people, says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Um, wow, what a wonderful verse. What a familiar verse to many believers. Um, the, the, the scripture that I noticed really points to two things. Um, and I would love to hear you um, break that down a little bit and speak to those two things. Right. It's, it points to the heart, and it points to the external behavior. Everything you do yep. being the behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so just even as, Anna, even as you just look at that scripture, which one tends to draw your heart and your attention? Is it heart, or is it what you do? Absolutely, every time. Just, give me, just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it, or exactly. I'll try to do it. Exactly, yes, exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. And and I, I hear that question. I hear that question so much in my office. I hear that question so much in my head. Um, mm-hmm. We want to focus on the do, even though that scripture is so clear that the do is coming from the source, which is the heart. Mm. And when we focus on changing our behavior without looking at without addressing the condition of our heart it's a lot like applying topical medicine to a rash that uh, is of unknown origin Mm. you know it might provide some temporary relief but it is not going to be a cure because it's not aiming at the source of the problem Mm. but it's aiming at the symptom Mm. of the problem but just give me the ointment i I just give it to me there's such a false sense of control Mm. in the list of just tell me what to do like, it just makes me think, if I can do it, I can control the way I feel. Which amazes me that I'm still saying that. <laughs> I'm still saying that. Because I was going to jump in and say, you know, Anne, I really think that's more of the younger generation. They still believe that they can <laughs> tackle it if they yeah. find that. But, you know, it's not true. I, I'm 59, and I'm still thinking, oh, there's the magic bullet out there. I just haven't found it just yet. And it <laughs> certainly isn't any deeper than the behavior that I'm trying to change. Wow, um, that that's so true. I think everyone listening today could say, yep, just give me the list of what to do. Don't make me focus on the hard stuff. Um, so talked a little bit about how we are more focused on the doing than the behavior, which mm-hmm. is the heart. I think the the doing that we've talked about is just the, the, um, the behavior, the list, um, and the heart is more the emotion. Would you say well, that? Well, heart in that scripture is both the emotion, but it's also the thinking and the choices. But predominantly in the talk, we're talking about the emotions that you feel and also the thinking that derives those emotions. Okay. So speak to this. I feel such a pull in myself to just fix and do and grasp to whatever seems manageable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just And I want to just move very fast into that. I want to rid myself of the struggle. And more than likely, the way that you're doing with yourself 
is also going to be exactly the way that you're doing with other people. When you see change that needs to happen, notice I say needs to happen in other people, according mm-hmm. to our own uh, our own thoughts. But mm-hmm. um, we can see a lot of what we really believe by the way we relate to others. We will point others to the exact same hope that we have. Okay, so for example, if we're trying to decide, do we move towards a symptom or do we move towards source? Mm-hmm. Sort of think about even like for example, here's an example of um yeah good. <clears throat> mother uh, sends her daughter off to college. She's walking with the Lord. It's going great. Daughter comes at Christmas with a new boyfriend. Surprise! The new boyfriend is not a believer. All right, so. Is, if you were that mother, is my response going to be to tell her, break up with him, break up with him right now? And and am I going to get other women, Uh grab them and Uh say, we need to pray this boy out of my daughter's life? (laughs) Okay? That's a perfect example right there of symptom relief. We're applying topical. Just do something as quick as you can. That's right. Uh That's right. Rather than engaging her heart, what would it look Uh like? Mm-hmm. to engage her heart at a source level. Mm. Okay, because so, there's a burning question there, right? Where is her heart with God such that an unbeliever is someone that she's drawn to, someone that she mm. connects with? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Something deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And that source is more of the direction that we want to head. So the aim in others' lives, the aim as we're dealing with our own is heart engagement not behavioral change because true change according to the scripture is always coming from an overflow of whatever is in the heart Mm, yeah well what do you think or when i think about this illustration this example I'm, i'm just wondering why do you think it's so much more difficult to deal with the heart rather than with the behavior because we all know it just is Why, what's so hard? What makes it so hard to deal with my heart issues? Mm -hmm. I think there might be two reasons, at least, about that. Okay, first, um, when I bring up going deeper, when I bring up the heart with a lot of people, I get a lot of fear, a lot of fear. What's going on in there that that Mm -hmm. we might bring up? Mm. And I don't want to go there Mm -mm. because, gee whiz, what if you bring up something that I don't know how to deal with and you don't know how to deal with and and there it is. It's a Pandora's box that is out there. So I think there's fear, fear of what's in our heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's the second reason that you mentioned? You said there would be two reasons. I want to go back on that. Just one second. I want to go back to what is the source of the fear. Okay. Okay. Source of the fear. What's the source of our fear really? when we think of gazing, looking into the heart, going deeper? What's the source of our fear? Is we have forgotten mm. the gospel. Okay, the gospel is what makes it to where it doesn't matter what comes up; it's been paid for. It doesn't matter how much it's going to cost to fix it. You, because of what Christ did. You are now, you have the capacity to make the changes needed. It's covered. It is covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's just like I often use the example of the, um, when you sell a home, 
What's the worst day when you're selling your home? What's the most nerve wracking day? It is not the day that it goes on the market. It's already sold. What's the mo worst day? <laughs> the inspection. Exactly. Why is the inspection so scary? I'm just afraid that you're going to find something that costs a tremendous amount of money that we're going to have to do before we sell the house. Exactly. And so you would want to hire a not too good inspector, mm -hmm. not too yeah. thorough, uh, somebody that, you know, and you want to be able to, to toss up some paint or some, put some wood filler in those, the hardwoods to hide those cracks. You don't want anybody mm -hmm. looking hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to contrast that to what if you're the seller, uh, the buyer of that exact same home? What right. does the buyer want? Well, the buyer knows if anything comes up, the seller's going to be paying for it. Mm -hmm. So it's covered. Mm -hmm. So they want the best inspection that they can possibly find every tiny little detail over the top person. Yeah. The, you might even want to be there with the inspector. And when the inspector moves in and he kind of gets a concerned look on his face, you're going to go, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? Okay. So the buyer has great curiosity whereas the seller has great fear. Protection. Yes. yes. And that you just said what the difference is between why the difference in the reaction between the buyer and the seller, the difference is who's paying for it. Mm -hmm. If I think I've got to take care of it you and I don't, maybe I don't have the money. You can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't even know what to do, uh -huh. I don't know how to do it. Right. So you, the, the music of the gospel is because of Christ, it's been paid for. Mm. And then secondly, I also now have the capacity to deal with it. I have the capacity for change. So there's nothing that I am afraid of any longer when we remember the, that, the truth of the gospel. That he's taken care of it. I've loved it before when you say that when you have um, counselees in your office and you begin to explain this principle to them and that they might be really... Um, understanding it for the first time and they might respond like wait is this what I heard you say like this is too good to be true mm -hmm. or this makes no sense at all mm -hmm. it's free mm -hmm. for the taking mm -hmm. like that you're like okay they're beginning to really understand grace and mm -hmm. the gospel when and I, we all know as we've, we've engaged and really laid hold of the gospel and the greatest gift that God's given us through his son Jesus on the cross we we all know that feeling of like Wow, this is amazing news. That's why it's called good news. It's too good to be true. But what's that amazing news doing in your life? And how, how did, here's a weird way to say it, but how do I really experience that viscerally? Mm -hmm. You're going to see that most in my life, whether or not I am banking on grace by the way that I relate to yeah, you. Yeah, Again, exactly. If I have a fear, mm -hmm. don't come too close. Uh, I don't want you to see my heart. I'm not living out of the gospel. However, I'm just being honest, I can understand the gospel cognitively, but it does feel like a plunge into mm. fear mm -hmm. when, I, when I share, when I'm open. That's why the, the we do not grow outside of the context of community because community is where we live out. Mm. We live out the gospel. But I'm just saying that to say it's scary. That's, so that's the, that's the first reason why we, we mm -hmm. go to behavior, because looking at the heart is a scary prospect. Yes. Oh, thank God. Uh, uh -huh. Thank God. Uh -huh. There's nothing there that will surprise him. He doesn't already know us. He's yes. already taken care of. Yes, yes. Wow.
Good news. Well, so um, speak to the second reason it's so hard to I, address the heart. I think the second reason it's so hard is because we have an incredible lack of awareness uh, we of what's going on in our heart because we have learned to function separate from our hearts. Almost like I'm going to move ahead, I'm doing life, and my heart somehow is going to catch up, catch up with me later. But I don't have time right now to be reflective, contemplative. I don't have time for any of that right now. I've got to do. And um, therefore, we've learned how to exist in a state where we're really not terribly well connected. Like, I see this a lot uh, in the office when I start sessions. I often say, hey, give me a couple of feeling words just to describe Mm-hmm. How you're feeling right now? Give me a couple of just emotion words, and mm-hmm. it's it's often like deer in headlights, um, and they have to reach for. I have a a sheet, a, a a flow chart of feelings there in my office, and often they have to use that to help them describe, articulate what's going mm-hmm. on inside mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. It is a learned discipline, and and it's 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 difficult. But I think once we've started to learn the language of the heart, mm-hmm. it gets faster. And just FYI, that's an incredibly important skill to teach your children to be able to express what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that's the second reason why I think we move away because there's a lack of awareness. And and it's what I hear you say, it's work. It is hard work. It is a lot of intentionality. Um, I think it's harder work up front. uh I really do. You get more used to the feeling and how to do it yes yes Mm -hmm. i really think so um in our next podcast yeah we're going to talk about a really simple method because everything i teach is always simple a simple method of getting in touch Mm -hmm. with what's going on inside of me before i move on getting in touch and again we're not sitting around burning incense and um singing kumbaya Mm -hmm. it's nothing strange and it doesn't take a lot of time um, but it's a way of me living congruently. My inside, which I know, matches my outside. Right. And that's really what that scripture is talking about. I, I really want to just speak very personally to the audience right now and say, if, if you are struggling with something that has been going on in your, your feelings and your thoughts for a long time, and you never seem to be able to move past it, this podcast is for you. Oh, oh my goodness. Now, that's and, just not a little bit of pressure. And that the is ne- not a little the bit ne- of pressure. Well, and the next podcast, too, because I just want to encourage you to say when things go on for a long time, you might begin to lose hope that mm-hmm. things will ever change mm-hmm. and that you will ever change. Mm-hmm. I can never change my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's too far gone, mm-hmm. too little, too late. It's too hard. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And Julie and I are here to say, apart from the Spirit of God, absolutely, you can't do it. But because this is in His Word in Proverbs, we believe there's hope for y'all and for ourselves, and we know where the source of that hope is. And so if you have any of those discouraging thoughts of hope, um, of hopelessness, please, please um, keep listening and believing that God can do amazing things. Just in the first step, which is really all we're talking about, the first step of change is heart awareness. And yeah. that's all we're going to be talking about in that next pro- podcast. Yeah, heart awareness, mm-hmm. which it. is a beautiful tether to God.
mm -hmm. to, to lead us on a path towards him. So um, we're going to put a couple of questions in the notes, in the show notes, that we're going to be discussing on our next podcast. Julie, do you want to mention those questions? Okay, so this is what I want to leave you with. Yeah. Do I engage change via symptom? Um, what's presenting? She is dating the wrong boy. He is doing the wrong thing. I am doing the wrong thing via symptom, what it looks like on the outside, mm -hmm. or source. Do I look past the symptom to where is it coming from? Okay, where's my natural tendency? So that's the first question. Symptom or source? Second question, how aware are you of your heart? And again, remember heart is both feeling and, and thoughts. And thinking, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How aware are you of your heart at this, right now, at this particular moment? Mm, that's great. So on the next episode, we'll be talking about those two questions. You could be processing them between now and then. And, and if you want to go back and listen to that podcast again, hopefully it would bring you some more encouragement. Um, we're just excited to be able to be connected with you. If you ever have any questions or concerns or thoughts, you're welcome to email us at info at restored-ministries.org. Um, and we just appreciate y'all taking the time to hang out with us today. Yep. Thank you. Hi, my name is Mandy Miller, and I'm the Products and Resource Coordinator at Restore Ministries. For more information, to order products, or to connect with us, please visit our website at restore-ministries.org. Also, we are a nonprofit ministry, and we rely on donations from people like you to fulfill our mission. If this podcast or any part of our ministry has been an encouragement to you, please consider donating by going to our website. Thank you for listening to Head to Heart.